0: Coming up on today's show, we're going to cover the latest Disney news and rumors, and it's time for a revisit of Genie Plus and how to get the most out of it on your next trip. That's coming up today on Traveling with the Mouse. Welcome everyone to Traveling with the Mouse. This is episode 3 five three hundred and forty five just counting up just like we're counting up the money that disney world made last quarter we'll talk about that today today i am your host i am jason and i am joined by two esteemed co-hosts first we have adam what's up everybody
1: am i mixed steamy again
0: you're you're McSteamy every episode. That's really why the people tune in, even though it's an audio-only podcast. They're just hoping maybe maybe they'll get to get a glimpse of McSteamy. They can feel the steam. They can feel the steam. They sure can. That's that that was really what. Whenever we did our uh, our, our challenges, people were just tuning in just so for our videos <laughs> yeah. to catch a glimpse of Adam. Sure. That's really what it was. Nice. Anyways, not McSteamy, but uh, maybe McDreamy is John.
1: I know what I have to do, but I don't know if I have the strength to do it. <laughs> you mean not complain about Book of Boba Fett? <laughs> uh,
2: well, there that you could say that. Yeah. Just saying. Just I saying, think it's great, know, by the way. Just saying.
0: The Book of Boba Fett? I just thought that was just Mandalorian season 2.5 or something. But, <laughs> yeah. whatever. Kind of what it turned into. Are they just going to replay those episodes whenever they start Mandalorian season three, in case people didn't watch Book of Boba Fett? Like, or is this just turning into the new Marvel stuff, where if you haven't seen one, too bad, so sad. I,
2: as I said before we started,
3: mm-hmm.
2: I don't think I've ever seen a title character or a series that in which the title character was as you know
0: the least interesting character,
2: or mm. one of the least interesting characters.
0: It just feels like if you just stamped out a million of them, just be a... Just cloning people left and right. <laughs> no,
2: it's almost like he's just one in a million clones. A clone.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Did that ruin Boba Fett, though, when you found out via the prequels that he's a clone? It didn't bother you? Because, I mean, they're just continuing that. Did it ruin
2: it for me? No, not really. I mean, it didn't... It They kind of explain, at least in the prequels, why he became what he became by the sense that he watched
1: his father die <laughs> or get killed. I don't know. I like the whole the Tuscan Raider thing and I thought it was good. I liked that they season 2 of Mandalorian they sort of that was part of the story as well and they brought it in. They brought it all together. It was like a good story. You like the Tuscan
2: Raider thing, which part? The part where they've been exterminated?
1: They were I mean, that's not necessarily the entire although Anakin pretty much took Took them out killed too, but <laughs> yeah.
2: well, that's what I was about to say. A, how how, like how did they even exist? Thing. How'd they even exist until since Anakin said he killed all of them?
1: I think there's multiple different tribes yeah. of Tusken Raiders, but anyway, I don't know the details of that. But it's actually a story that takes place over two seasons of two different shows, but it gels together so well that it's surprising that it's actually Star Wars. And a story that came together in a way over multiple, you know, seasons of a show that made better sense than all the movies that the uh, sequel trilogy was.
0: And then the next season in one of these, they'll bring in a slightly new director and all of a sudden we'll have Emperor Palpatine back. Just don't,
1: (laughs) do not bring Ryan Johnson or J.J. Abrams into any of the Disney Plus stuff. That's all I got to say.
2: Speaking of which, since you brought it up. I actually decided to uh, watch... Well, I haven't quite finished it, actually. I decided to watch uh, Rise of Skywalker for only the second time. <laughs> right. <laughs> Ever.
1: I thought about it. It's been on TV. Uh, I thought about watching it. Back wow, it's yeah. been that long, huh? Yeah, it's on like TNT <laughs> or something. Well... Or whatever it
2: is. What I noticed, I looked it up. Did you know that of the... I guess you could call it second trilogy. What, what do we call these?
1: Sequel trilogy. Yeah,
2: sequel trilogy. Of the mm-hmm. sequel trilogy movies that on Rotten Tomatoes is actually ranked the highest is Rise of Skywalker. And by that I mean by the fans. That's just wrong. So, well, the highest of the three. Just barely, though. It's just barely ahead of uh,
1: Force Awakens. Yeah, Force Awakens is good. And even
0: Last Jedi is
1: good if you... I don't know. It's it's okay if you. I don't know. There's parts of it that are good. I, I'm conflicted. After on that
0: one. seeing all three, I like the Last Jedi. It, it actually was going somewhere different and yeah. interesting. That wasn't just like bring back the bad guy from the last movie. Yeah, a few movies. Like like the the last one was just like, well, we built up this other bad guys and this whole thing. But ah, eh, forget all about that. Remember the Emperor? He was bad, right? Let's yeah. bring him back. That just didn't work. Wasn't great.
2: The only thing I think ranked lower among the fan base than Last Jedi now on there is Clone Wars, the movie. Oh right. Oof. That must sit down. That's the only thing that's ranked lower than Last Jedi according to the fan the voting the fan voting.
0: Also so. known as Whiny Anakin.
1: <laughs> yeah. But I know what will rank really high. Should we break that story about what's coming May twenty fifth?
0: What is coming May 25th? This is your story to share, Adam.
1: What's going to break the internet on May 25th? And that is the Obi Wan series debuting on Disney Plus May 25th.
2: Who's responsible for this series?
1: I assume like it's. Like, who's
0: going to be directing it?
1: I hope Favreau? it's Filoni and uh, John Favreau again.
0: <laughs> but I'm not sure. I assume that's who it is. The Obi Wan series featuring the Mandalorian. <laughs> Lord
2: That's what I'm concerned about
1: now (laughs) Man if If Yeah Let me see I'm gonna look up the IMDB credits on And see Just to make
2: Somehow Somehow even in the Obi-Wan story Somehow
1: they're gonna work Mando in And Grogu (laughs) At this point (laughs) Hey Whatever sells right Whatever works Whatever gets More money in the
0: JPEG's pocket Oh yeah No Don't Don't spoil it We're gonna really We're gonna really lay into JPEG today It's gonna be fun
2: well, what I was just going to say from earlier is that I was enjoying as far as like just taking it for what it was at the time, the book of Boba Fett. And then I got the conclusion and then I was like, yeah, okay. This
0: was not, yeah.
2: The conclusion. Well, I haven't A, watched the conclusion yet, but
0: I'm, yeah. I'm now going to go in with this and I'm going to see if I agree. Maybe next week was, I'll report back in.
2: For me, it was pretty good until the almost like what we'll call the jump the shark moment.
0: So was or there the an actual shark, deer. and was uh, Grogu <laughs> jumping it? There
2: was a creature. <laughs> no, there was. It was being ridden.
0: <laughs> anyway, that's all you can give away. Sorry, sorry. That's all you can give
2: that, away. That's all. That's all I care to give away at the moment. Yes, because I don't want to entirely ruin it for you. This is just my opinion, though. I I admit to that. But I I'm sure someone else
1: out
0: there probably shares it. But
1: yeah, are you still talking about Boba Fett? He yes. is. Oh, please
0: God. please save us with who's who's directing Obi-Wan. So it's Deborah
1: Chow. She's also directed episodes of Mandalorian. But I'm looking... The writing Somewhat credits... Promising. George Lucas is is credited for four episodes, but it says based on characters created by... for four episodes. Hmm. Which I'm like, wouldn't that be all six? Because he created Obi-Wan? But anyway. Wouldn't
2: that be all of them? <laughs>
1: That's what I would think, but I don't know.
2: Speaking of which, did you know... That Anthony Daniels is the only actor that was in every last yes. one of the movies? Yeah. Okay. I didn't. Was the only one.
1: Yeah. Correct. He's even in Solo. He's in Rogue One, of course. Yeah.
2: And in, in a way, he's kind of like the uh,
1: Ratzenberger of the Star Wars universe, I guess. <laughs> he's not in Mandalorian, is he? Not so far. <laughs> so he's. he
2: has an opportunity to be. Uh, although it's think... not a
1: movie, so I guess his streak is still alive, though.
2: Yeah, unless they make a movie about the Mandalorian, then he's going to have to make a cameo. Hmm.
0: All right, so on to the next thing. The
2: next big thing.
1: I don't see Favreau or, just saying, sorry, an Obi Wan. I don't see Favreau or Filoni mentioned at all, but I do see Kathleen Kennedy. So
0: just well, then that's not (laughs) that's not boding well for you, Adam. Yeah, I'm I'm getting nervous. Oh well. (laughs) Well, let me talk a little bit before we talk about, I would say, our big news and then also our update on Genie+. I did have a few experiences with Disney World over the past week or so where I had to call in, and I just wanted to to give an update on sort of how uh, a few yeah. things are going in case people are interested. Um, we know that they are not selling new annual passes, and mine were up for renewal, so As a new DVC member, I was curious if I could get the DVC rate. And I am pleased to say that I was able to uh, upgrade for the upgrade price for a DVC Sorcerer's Pass, which now means I can no longer go at Thanksgiving or like the last two weeks of December. And it saved me a substantial Mm -hmm. amount of money Mm -hmm. to give up those options, which I'll happily take. So I was pretty happy with that. I was able to call in to the DVC member services line early on a Saturday and only have to wait nine minutes. So, not too bad.
3: Nice.
2: nice.
0: I wonder, I think the only slight disadvantage might be
1: passholder previews for stuff, but then as a DVC member, would you still get previews? Well, remember for
0: Ratatouille, they did a DVC preview right. before they did the passholder preview, right?
1: Right. That's what I was thinking. So, I'm like, maybe it's not really a disadvantage at all. Having are, sorcerer they, pass.
2: are we even sure they're going to continue to do
0: passholder previews? <laughs> That's a good point, too. <laughs> we don't know. Here is my open question. And maybe I know we have some DVC members that listen to the show. But the first thing I want to test, which I think I can only do when I'm staying on DVC points, is can I forego <laughs> the dining <laughs> reservations to park at the Grand Floridian and the contemporary because i can just show up and say i'm here to go to the pool i'm here to pool hop Mm -hmm. because that is also a perk that we could get to the other personal news related disney is i am going with my more extended family i wouldn't say extended family but usually when i go it's with my very direct family my household and then you adam that's basically (laughs) who i go with um i'm going with you know my my family my parents and my sister and Her husband, her kid. And so we're going in March. We are all booked. We had an old Key West two-bedroom that we were all going to cram into, but it turns out we uh, could get a little bit cheaper. Not everybody wanted to go the same number of nights Mm -hmm. by all getting individual rooms at the Grand Destino Tower at Coronado Springs. Standard view. Very happy, even though I'm a DVC member. Still a big big fan of coronado spring so i've got a coronado spring stay coming at, and and i talked to everybody and i was like there's no outer building for this family we are doing uh <laughs> grandestinos <laughs> of course gotta do that
2: and this is gonna be cash then
0: yes this was cash <laughs> so not dvc
1: literally cash you just slid them an envelope of it was yeah, i
0: mailed i mailed the i mailed them pennies <laughs> Okay. I just wanted
2: yeah, to make sure sense. because they do have that. What is it? That deluxe like selection. What do they call it? But it's not usually not worth it to spend your
3: points. Oh
0: on yeah, that. you can you can trade your points in, and I mean yeah, yeah no, it's like the Grand Estero Tower is twenty something thirty points a night. It's a lot right. for a studio. Yeah I, wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't think it would be worth it. So I, I just wanted
2: to be clear that that's what took place though.
0: Oh yeah, I'm still not quite using my DVC membership. Uh, my first dvc stay will probably be in june
2: i mean while you're there even though you're staying at destino can't you still use some of the dvc benefits maybe like the lounges and stuff i don't know
0: you can try i mean they have the virtual member card technically you're only able to use some of the dvc benefits well you can use the member lounges but i think you can only pool hop if you're staying on points i don't know how they check that honestly I'll have to pay for parking at the resort because I won't be staying on points. When I do stay on points, I will not be paying for parking. So, so yeah, some exciting trips, John, I think you have a trip planned. When's your next trip? uh, upcoming?
2: Mine will also be in March. Uh, It will be, uh, at pop century. Uh, I got the, the 500 off the five nights, basically March the 20th through the 25th. So I'm staying on the Skyliner, as which mm-hmm. I that's one of the things I like to do. So nice. Yeah, good good stuff. Uh, basically, m- there was uh, what I think it was a three of the nights was like roughly two hundred dollars, and then the other was like two fifteen when it was all said and done. So that's not bad for for that.
0: For a pop century, I just want to remind everybody that just three or four years ago, we were looking for hey, we could get a deal under a hundred. So.
2: <laughs> yeah
0: it's still not too bad especially given given you know right. i get i get skyliner you get skyliner i
2: guess adam i know for that a pre- for a premium
0: <laughs> i don't think you've said you had any trips coming up but i know you have a renewal come deadline coming up do you plan to renew this year yes
1: although yeah we don't have any trips planned so i don't know so your plan is to
2: renew even though Just because, because you're not sure you have the option to buy it again at this yeah,
1: point. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to be buying tickets all the time.
3: So,
2: uh, it depends on how you use it, really. I mean, I guess.
0: Yeah, I mean, for that period where I turned off my pass during COVID, I was like, oh, I won't go, and then ended up going, and I I went a couple of times, paying tickets, and it adds up real fast. You know, I of course am paying off the 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 loan for DVC, but that's really paying for more than this year's of vacations. But the thing is, is after paying for my trip in March and getting my passes renewed, I have four trips on the books for the next 12 months and it's all paid for already.
2: Yeah, that's nice. Mm-hmm. I do have to bring this up. Since we're all pass holders now, we're going to have to get together whenever Guardians has their preview if they have one. We're going to have to do this as a group. Yeah. Is that going to oh, be yeah. possible? <laughs> well, <laughs> it depends. Yeah.
0: If they, whenever the preview is, we just got to make sure we can get there.
2: Yeah. If they have a preview <laughs> again, yeah. the last time that's been used was Ratatouille. And that was before. No, that was COVID. They, it was, before well, the it was during, it was during it, but I was saying it was before they started doing the, they, they paused the sale of them again. So I don't know if what they're doing as far as that goes now, who knows yeah, what they're going to do in
0: the future, boarding groups and everything else. Why do we have to do pass holder preview, John? I mean, we're a big name podcast. Where's our invite, right, Bob? Where's our invite, Bob? I want the invite. We, we sh-
2: we should get one soon, I mean we we speak so well of him, he should give it to us personally.
0: Well, I'll just yeah. say, you know, everybody has a price. Get us all the the trip <laughs> previews, and maybe just maybe we'll do a show where we'll stop saying your name. There you go. Right. That's the deal. I'm not gonna say we're gonna praise. We'll just not mention his name.
2: I thought you were gonna offer him like a free greenlight account or something at the firm minute there. We were talking about that but.
3: you could.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: What good would that do him?
3: Oh, uh, kids. I don't know.
0: Teach him how to manage money? I don't know. <laughs> I think he knows that one. Yeah. Well, I don't know if he knows how to manage it. He knows how to squeeze money out of people. That's Bob what he's to do. Yeah,
1: he doesn't say, I'll take it. He just says, I'll cut it. Yeah. That's what he does.
0: I'll, I'll cut it. Ex- speaking of DVC, exciting news there is that the they are starting to add some of the inventory out of the Big Pine Key building into the Grand Floridian DVC. So I'm assuming they're going to be selling these pretty soon. So there'll be more opportunity to buy at the Grand Floridian. Are these all going to be studios? We're yes. They mm-hmm. all studios? So that leads me to a few of our stories. Actually, there's one more story before I go to basically the big story, which will be the shareholder meeting. And that is that we have a few Academy Award nominees coming out of Disney. Some nominations coming for Encanto, Luca, as well as Raya and the Last Dragon. Because nobody really expected We Don't Talk About Bruno to be the number one song on the charts, that was not what was submitted for nomination. Instead, Dos Origitas was nominated for Best Original Song. Also a great song. I also think it a will song. win. It's yeah. such an emotional song, I think it'll win.
2: Translated in English to Two Caterpillars.
0: Correct,
1: and it's a tragic, sad song. It's gonna win. <laughs> I think it will win. <laughs> I mean, that's is. the reason.
2: It's that's a the reason why.
1: It's a beautiful song, but I mean, it's the Academy Awards. They love tragedy, drama, anything sad. That's what always wins. They love people attempting to slit their wrist. Okay, I mean, look at what wins most of the time for Best Picture <laughs> or you. yeah, all the. I don't know.
2: I I haven't albums. paid attention to that stuff in forever. I'm just saying. You know what
1: I mean. Most of the time, it's like heavy drama.
2: However, since you brought up Encanto, mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: did you see that where Bob Chapek cites that Encanto is proof that streaming is the future because it's the fastest title to meet 200 million hours on Disney Plus? Yeah,
0: yeah so that is part of CEO Bob Robert, Dr. <laughs> Evil Chapek. Robert. Bob Robert, Dr. Evil Chapek, coming out in the shareholder meeting, which was just chock full of some interesting tidbits, including saying that, yeah, he was right all along. We should be doing streaming.
2: I'm actually okay with that. I I mean, I haven't been to the theater in quite some time anyway.
0: I love streaming. I just think it's an interesting strategy that he's like, see, I spent money on nothing else. I spent money only Mm -hmm. on this. There is literally nothing else to spend money on in this company. Why would we spend money? Ugh. Except for
1: the projects that were already underway at the parks. Let's just slow those down and stretch them out.
2: One thing I could say about the Encanto thing. You know, it suffered a poor box office. But within days of its release of Disney+, Plus, it's basically trending worldwide. And I feel like a particular title that suffered at the box office, I say suffered as in it didn't make it as good as it probably would have if it had been streaming, for instance, immediately, is Moana many, a few years
1: back because it became
2: yeah. trending on Disney Plus when Disney Plus became a thing. Right. So,
1: you know. It would have benefited from that big time, yeah.
0: Yep. I mean, in Canto, the potential here is so big because as I've heard some people talk about it, like Frozen had really good songs and a lot of staying power, but Encanto has a broader demographic base that it's reaching to. You know, yeah. Frozen skewed towards young girls, right? Encanto is on the billboard hits. You know, it's yeah. boys, girls, adults. Everyone's Everybody singing knows it. it. Everybody, Everybody has it. to singing it. Yeah.
2: Everybody's not talking about Bruno.
0: <laughs> you should talk about Bruno. Everybody, Everybody talking.
1: is talking about not talking, not about, talking Bruno. about Bruno. Not talking about exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the question is, how soon do we sort of see a cheap money grab in the parks related to Encanto? And how long after the craze is over do we see, like, a real tribute to it?
1: <laughs> Where would you put it, though, other than maybe the food and wine festival? <laughs>
0: I've heard uh on another show discussions of there could be like something in Animal Kingdom. Maybe you could put a show in Animal Kingdom, like a temporary show in Animal Kingdom. I guess
1: what animals though would you
0: Does it matter about the animals? Just go use the demolished area, I guess, for uh primeval world and put up I a stage. Put in Dinoland.
1: <laughs> you could have a rat show with Bruno? Oh, brother.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's that, or how soon before they put them on a cavalcade? That's another thing. Yeah,
1: that, that they should at least do, right? Or make them part of Festival Fantasy Parade that's coming how back.
0: How to
2: incorporate them in the parks is actually a pretty good question. It's going to require thought.
1: I mean, you could have a, a meet and greet, sort of. Because, I, I, I mean, heard.
2: you couldn't really even do an attraction. If I mean, what would you do? Are you going to build the house, maybe? Casita?
1: They wouldn't, it would take them, make it interactive. Year. I mean, it's going to take them eight years to build a, uh attraction, so they're going to, no one's well, going to um, remember it by then, uh, unless Encanto 2 comes out by then.
2: There's probably going to be a sequel.
1: They're just to strike while the iron's hot. I
2: think, it's, I think it's kind of unfortunate, truthfully, that there's going to be a sequel, but there's going to, I mean, because I feel like it's a good standalone movie. That's the way you operate nowadays.
0: So. Frozen 2 was a good sequel. It was. It
1: was a very good
2: sequel, yeah. Yeah, it was it was good, but what I, what I mean by that is, there's some movies that do well with a sequel, but where do, where does this story go from here? It feels complete, yeah. is my point.
0: Well, but. yeah, but if there's money to be had, it's not complete. It's not complete <laughs> until every penny is squeezed out of it.
1: Yeah, this is the era we're in now.
0: But yeah, let's hit some of the big news here. Disney's revenue came in very high over a billion higher than projections had as we're recording this it was the day that this happened so we're in after hours trading and the stock is up one of the things is that there were about 11.8 million subscribers to disney plus in quarter one 2022 so it's now almost to 130 million subscriptions and the analyst expected they would only gain $7.3 million. So there you go. Oh.
3: Yeah.
2: Bob Chapik is the best CEO of all time, right? Based on uh, this.
1: If you I mean, go by that.
0: If you go by that. I'll just go ahead and say that there are a lot of stories about this. There's a couple of Twitter accounts that I like to follow on earnings call days. Mickey Views is always a good one. Yes. As well as bell it's at five Bell fi because she is always in the parks every day. So I always like following her cause she's every day in the parks posting something, but she also gives like a live blog. So I might quote a little bit from her. One of the things she said early on is that Disney said that generally there are no more domestic parks, COVID capacity restrictions. So there you go, John, they basically have lifted all capacity, which is why ev- there's park passes available for every day.
2: It's interesting, though, because there's another story that says Disney Park's capacity remains limited due to the shortage of food, beverage, staff, and entertainment offerings. So
0: They're not capacity because of COVID. They're capacity because they don't want to pay people enough to work there, basically. Yep. And, and the other one that I thought was funny is that Chapek says, We don't want our guests to feel an excessive level of density when visiting the parks, as in it shouldn't feel crowded. I have you been to the parks, Jpeg?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't quite get that.
0: This is what Del wrote to this and I'll quote her and maybe she listens, maybe not, but it's funny. She said, are you kidding me? Let me take you to WDW, Mr. Chapek. I'll pay for your lunch. We are going to stand in the walkway between Peter Pan and it's a small world.
1: <laughs> yeah. Stand right there. Yeah. Good point.
2: Depending on the time of day, that little section right there, right out in front of the riverboat. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. (laughs)
0: Right. Perhaps one of the biggest news coming out of it is that spending is up at the parks. Per per capita guest spending is is up 40% at the parks. And Disney attributes this to, quote, more favorable guests. Whatever that means. Meaning people with more money. People with more money, and as a lot of the commentary is pointing out, everything they talked about today basically telegraphed, we don't want repeat business. We want to squeeze one-time guests for every penny they saved to come here and more.
1: Which is why and they're not selling passes, right now, annual passes right now.
2: That's a short-term strategy, though, because you eventually need repeat business.
3: Yeah, so, which
0: is, I mean, they'll they'll have to undo this. I mean, this just... Chapek's strategies won't work in the long term. He can't be here forever. He'll get them what they need, though. I guess he'll get them the money they need to get out of this pandemic, and then they can bring in someone that can actually bring Disney back to being Disney. I'm trying
2: to figure out what that's supposed to mean. It says more favorable guest and ticket
0: mix. Day tickets. <laughs> yeah, day tickets. They're by, It's people not bought on annual passes yeah so
1: you're having to buy tickets you're having to buy genie plus you're having to buy all your food you're having to buy resort pay for parking everywhere you go pay 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 that's what they want not a buy a ticket once and then go a bunch of times and not pay every single time you show up
0: because
2: the opinion is that pass holders aren't as profitable
0: right they are not as profitable per visit and if you're yep and if you're trying to say for every party that walks through the door today, how much am I making? They're going to get way more per guest this way.
1: Again, short term. <laughs> well, Maybe that is the strategy right now to get out of the COVID uh, losses, try to recoup some of those losses. Cause it was what their best quarter almost ever was. Didn't I see that somewhere? It was like their second best quarter ever.
2: Yeah. something like that.
0: And, and, Projecting optimism about everything, Disney also said that they are, quote, pleased with the demand for the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. Now, yeah, I'll point out nice. that I called Disney twice over the last week once to do my annual pass via DVC, and then I called them back later for the March trip as I was having trouble with family and friends because it was people were on there twice or not there at all. The lady was super helpful, by the way, when I finally got through. But they have it in the menu options, too. If you're calling about Galactic Star Cruiser, press 3. I'm like, nobody's calling about that. And they even have it on the DVC list. Like It was way down the list, but they're like, if you're booking at a DVC resort, number one. If you're booking at an international resort, two. On-premise. Galactic Star Cruiser. Like... Who has enough DVC points to even get a sailing on that Galactic Star Cruise? Remember that those points looked like like yeah, it was insane.
1: And I saw more availability popped up this week too for the March,
0: like the third
2: sailing. Yeah, like, yeah. Or if, you wanna, if you want, if you want to call it a sailing, the third cruise. What you want to call this? Departure. The third illusion. That's <laughs> what we should call it. Yeah, but yeah.
1: Who yeah. knows.
2: But they're pleased with the demand because, you know, they went from sold out to available. So that's being pleased with the demand.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, most of the first month will probably sell out by the time it gets to it. Uh, Eventually.
2: But that's going to be true with all the months. I mean, let's be honest.
3: Mm, mm, For
0: a while.
2: It just won't be sold out in advance. Like we originally thought, by the way.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean... All in all, though, it's a pretty positive. We probably aren't going to see Chapek go away because he is making the shareholders' money. That is, unless this campaign online that's brewing, where yeah. Disney shareholders like you and I, that have just a few votes, are planning, and I've already cast my vote, me to vote me. against Bob Chapic's reelection to the board of directors. If I can remember my pen, I will also vote. So he's up for re-election, and yeah. there's history here, right, where Eisner ended up getting, like, 40% no votes one time because there was a campaign, and then he was gone within six months. But I think people are really kidding themselves to think they're going to get rid of Chapek at this point. Yeah, sure. You know, yeah. I got to thinking, as far as being
2: the CEO of Disney, just about everybody's held on just a little bit too long or done something to which it came tumultuous at some point, except for Iger. He, get, he, he, he like... Orchestrated his exit before that could happen. Right. <laughs> Basically, I think
1: he saw COVID was going to be a huge thing. And he's like, I don't want this to be my exit. <laughs> so he's Possibly. like, Psh, give it. He gave it to Chapek.
2: Yeah, he'll never out and say that, but
1: right. But he turned know. it over to Chapek like February twenty twenty, didn't he, or something? It something, was like, something like it was that. like right in the middle of the like this is about to get bad. He was like, mm, he's CEO now. <laughs> blame him for all the crap that's about to happen
2: it's like uh what is it that point in one of the pirate movies who the captain is and they start pointing at uh yeah
0: <laughs>
2: right they pointed at elizabeth yeah it was in the last one right yeah she's captain she's basically well, yeah
0: before we get to the main point though i wanted to bring up is i want to give one more quote from Belle, Phi bell five bell five that she okay. said her right. observation was when Chapek started talking about the domestic parks, she wrote, now that he's talking about the domestic parks, Chapek's pace of speech is faster and he sounds legit happy. He finally got to implement his paid fast pass after all this time. And that's the thing that everybody's talking about, is that Chapek celebrated that over the holidays, more than 50% of guests yeah. purchased Genie Plus and Lightning Lates during the holidays. Okay. doesn't mean they liked it.
2: I would like to point out, when you're there... You kind of get to a point where you feel almost obligated to do it to have a good time.
0: I mean, that's the point is you. Yes. There's no way to protest this if you're going to Disney. If you want to. Right. Like, I've set the expectation with my family because they don't go very often. We're going in March. They want to ride attractions. We're buying Genie Plus every day. We're going to have to. That's
2: the only option you have, right? If you're going to do it at all. Your only other option is just don't do it at all. And
0: your only other option is. Go to rope drop and stand in line.
2: Yeah. After that. But again, as I mentioned to you guys, because I did the survey after I got back, right? They, they gave it to me like about a week after I got back. And when it came down to the Disney Genie Plus part, they didn't ask my opinion of it. They just asked whether or not I used it. Right. And that was it. So if I used it, they're like, all oh, right good that's a positive note for it nothing else then ask how how i felt about using it it was just whether or not the questions were based on whether or not i
1: used it and they probably didn't give you much of a chance to type any kind of response it was like check there was nothing yeah
2: you're not getting you're not getting a true how to improve this or what do people really think of it just because they
1: used it right they're not really asking which kind of makes me think what is the actual cost of all this revenue that they've generated, there is a cost to it. What is the long-term cost going to be? People turning away? People getting frustrated? I mean, guest satisfaction? I wonder what that... Do they even care about that metric anymore? Probably not. Well, here's the thing. Because they want these one-time guests that come and go and that's it.
2: I wouldn't even be surprised. I know this sounds crazy. Since this is an initial launch of this, really. We're not even a year in. That the reaction to it amongst more guests is probably more positive than the initial FastPass when it was first released, to be quite honest with you. Because when FastPass was first released, you had to get up and do, all right, you're getting these three so many days in advance. And that's what everybody thought they had to do in order for the system to work. And initially, that is what they had to do. And and a lot of people were under the impression that their three was all they got and that was it. When it was done, it was done a lot of people operated into that because no one ever said otherwise,
0: but even then you did all that well before your trip. So by the time you got on your trip, it was done. You felt fine. And some people I think liked that system where they're like, okay, I'm going to plan my day around these three and that's it. That's what I'll do. Whereas genie plus who knows what you're getting.
2: Yeah. Well, one thing I can say positive, about Genie Plus is I like the fact that you don't get to do it as far in advance as you did FastPass Plus. What happens with that is it's a lot like dining. If you don't get it the moment it drops, you're pretty much not getting it for what time you want it <laughs> or or at all in some cases. Until you get there, of course as we knew later about how this how to work the system, but I'm talking about how it's laid out, right? You knew 90 days in advance and the, the fact that it was free though some people were sucking these things up and end up not even using them necessarily they didn't probably didn't even go they just wanted to hold it in case they did if it were in the, in the case of pass holders for instance right? right so these things were being sucked up by people that ended up either not using them or you know dropping them at some point which people didn't know to check so one thing paying for it does is it eliminates that crowd <laughs> nobody is gonna just pay for it on the chance That they're going. They know they're going the next day. So there is that to it. Yeah. So
1: you're forced to use it too if you buy it. I mean, well, yeah, if you want to. It's not a total waste. So the people who buy it are using it, I would assume.
2: One would only hope that they're throwing their money away.
0: I mean, how much are they using it is the question. Yeah. Right. It's going to be interesting going with my family who's had FastPass Plus but hasn't had Genie Plus before. And I think that's really where the the downside is going to come. There are a lot of people that don't keep up with Disney news that take their family there. Maybe once a year, maybe once every few years haven't been because of COVID or like, "Mm, maybe I'll go let's do it. And a lot of them are showing up and they're like, what is this? They don't know, especially if they've been before, they're going to be up for a rude awakening. And then the people who already don't know anything show up and realize that they just forked over many thousands of dollars most likely because they probably stayed on property. They thought they were really splurging. Show up and say, Oh, well, yeah. now I gotta pay essentially an extra possibly forty bucks a person extra per day, plus yeah, yeah. parking, plus if I flew in two hundred and potentially two hundred and fifty dollars for my family to get to and from the airport yeah. on a bus. Like what?
1: Yeah. It just yep. adds so much to what it was a few years ago. Yeah.
2: And I will say this. This system is not like super complex, but it is just complex enough that it's going to be frustrating for some people whenever, to, just to work it and the fact that they're paying for it just to work it. Whereas, say, for instance, you're going to pay more technically to do Universal's version of FastPass, right, or their their paid system. You will pay more. You will pay more but here's what my point in this is there's no complexity to it once you've paid for it if you pay unlimited you go to the front of the line whenever you want if you pay the regular you go to each attraction whenever you want you don't have to set times or anything else you go to whichever one you want
0: if disney offered a pay pay like Uh, universal what would they charge for it like like universal you can go to the line whatever you want they would stay competitive i mean they have a version of it it's called a vip tour right that's what i'm saying that's what they want people to keep doing, is
2: well, that's not the VIP. same thing because Universal has a VIP tour too,
0: yeah, I mean, that's the other thing that I know that the VIP tour guides aren't happy about. when we did ours, uh, Homer was like, "I wish Fastpass never come back because even in the VIP tour, you have to go through the fast pass line for basically every ride. You don't get to skip the fastpass line, right,
1: yeah, which kind of mm, anyway.
0: well, and there's what two
2: other categories that use this line still. The DAS, Mm -hmm. which is the disability,
3: right, and
2: I guess Rider Swap would also be one that uses it, which is probably doesn't clog much up at all. Really, either one of those. I'm just curious as to how they figure how many Lightning Links they allow per time period, I guess, or slot.
0: Well, it's based on the ratios, and if and Did you not watch the Defunct Land uh, special on Fast Pass history and how it works, John? I mean, come
2: on. Yeah, I did see that, but my thing is. Okay, sir, for example, when I waited in line at Pirates, it was posted 50, it took 12. Mm -hmm. The Lightning Lane, there was not any available for it at that time. But when I look at the Lightning Lane, there is literally no line during that time period. During the exact same time period, there's literally no line, yet there's also no availability. So what are they basing it on now? It doesn't sound like it's the same. Mm
0: -hmm. I mean, it's all about when those Lightning Lane people show up. Probably matters too. Uh, at, what, yep. at what part of the window do they show up? Like we
1: Stip. talked about, too, post-fireworks, tons of people r- bum rush the, the, the lightning lane line. Yeah. yeah. Because they were watching the fireworks, and then they go running after their lightning lane. Ret- if they have their return time, their hour. Yeah, which happened to me.
2: I just feel like they could probably space it better. I, like I said, I don't know what they currently base it on, but I feel like they could space it a little better, and maybe it would be an even it would be better because you would have more times available and people would enjoy it more. But I don't know if that's what they're after.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, that transitions us into our short segment at the end, which is if you're going to have to pay for Genie Plus and Lightning Lane, we've now had to do it a few times. Yeah. I think. After after that, what are our, any new tips, any best ways, what's the strategies? Anything changed in your opinion after a couple of trips using it?
1: One thing I would say is complain or talk to the guest experience team <laughs> frequently. <laughs> I
2: don't think that's reasons. how to I don't think that's how to better use it, but go ahead.
1: It is because for one, avoid your frustration with them because they, write it down or they they send it in at least that's what they tell you that they do so i complain multiple times and they're like yep we'll report that to the team that works on it
2: so let me ask you this
1: what do you realistically hope to accomplish here by what you've complained about improvements because i mentioned specific things i mentioned specifically modify they need to modify that's the major thing for me modify they need to,
2: but they don't even let you choose times. Right, that's what. That's other, the other thing. They need to be
1: able to have multiple, multiple times, and when you refresh, and you grab one, don't have it immediately drop because somebody else grabbed it or whatever. Like the old Fast Pass Plus, you had like a short window of time where if you snagged one that you found at a good time, that you know you had a chance to complete the booking of it, or whatever you want to call it, grabbing it. You know what I'm talking about. And, and with Lightning Lane, it's frustrating as heck when you find a great time that pops up for a Peter Pan or something, and you try to grab it, and it changes it to a later time
0: because it's no longer available. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I, yeah. That is that, that, that is you know the, the num. Soon. I mean, they did that, remember... They had a glitch where that happened for a little while with FastPass, and everybody freaked out, where by the time you clicked it, it was gone. And I think they did that for a minute with dining reservations. It works better if you just hold it yeah, and then release it. Right. And it actually gives people more chance to actually get something they want, because somebody else is holding three good times. When they first refresh they pick one and then those two go back into the pool and then a few minutes later somebody else is getting a good time yep. so like that's frustrating especially now that we know through the grapevine that there are drops and yeah. you just have to be quick fingers at those drop times if you're going right. to get the drops that's not like the old one where you get the drop right at the time that the same day drops are, and then you can sort of sit there and be like, All right, am I going to make this? Do I want to do it? Or like, there's no decision. You, you don't yeah, have time you have to, to decide.
1: Click, click, click. Yeah.
0: You just. Because even if you
1: are quick fingers, you may lose it anyway, just because it doesn't matter.
2: I haven't run into losing a time when I was using it. Oh, but, you know, oh it,
0: when, when I say use, lose a time, you, you hit refresh. It shows you a time right there on the screen. You click on the time, and then it loads up. Would you like to confirm this time? So say yeah. it's say it's two o'clock in the afternoon, and all of a sudden a test track pops up, and you're like, "Oh crap! I can get test track," and it says two thirty, and you hit two thirty, and it says, "Would you like ten p.m. Says, Great, for 8 PM, ten p.m. Yeah, yeah ten p.m. Yeah. for test track, and you're like, "Well, that's not what I selected."
1: I haven't but run into that. that I, sh- I literally showed the lady that the guest experience team, and that's why. She gave me a, a a big thunder because I showed her. I was like, look, right here. I got one at 5 p.m. and I clicked it and it showed at like 8.30. And it's like, I've been doing this all day. And I click it and it goes to 8.30. So she just was like, all right, I'll just give you one for any time use. But again, I'm not saying that's what they'll do. I'm not saying they'll do that. But I'm saying just complain because that's the only way we're going to get improvements over time.
0: So the other thing to note is... There are some drops, so there is opportunity to just keep refreshing and hopeful that you'll get something. Even if it says it's sold out.
1: Yeah. Even if it's sold out, right? Yeah, I mean keep refreshing and I think we the best way to do that is to click on the attraction you want and then I think you go down to lightning lane and click that and it sort of keeps that at the keeps that attraction. Fresh, it so goes straight to it. Yeah, yeah. so it keeps it on the list where you can keep tapping and checking times for that particular attraction rather than having to click and scroll for it, you know.
2: One thing I've noticed is if you feel like you've lost out, like it's all of a sudden, it's early in the morning, you're trying to do your first one, and all of a sudden there's no more times left, still be persistent because there's been times pop up several minutes later, even half an hour later. Yeah. Even closer on up to eight o'clock that I've been able to see him for some of the more popular ones still pop up if you're just persistent. There's no
1: rhyme or reason to it. I don't know what's happening. People cancel, but, I imagine, because they click it, yeah. they they get it, and they're like, oh, well, it doesn't fit in our plans because we have a dining reservation or something, and eh, forget it. It's not like when they
2: were doing border groups, boarding yeah. groups, and seven o one. Sorry, you missed out. <laughs> you know, it's not quite the same. So really um, seven in ten seconds. <laughs> yeah you know what i mean but yeah 701 pops up in your and it's and it's gone but one thing i was going to say is i've noticed there's certain there's there's pretty obvious ones that you're going to want to look for that seem to go early yeah since everybody's just able to choose one of each basically individual lightning lane and one regular lightning lane if they're using those right Yep. but there's a group that's like always the times go the fastest when it comes to Magic Kingdom, it seems like the... What would you... If you just had to guess with Magic Kingdom, since it's kind of... It doesn't really... Ha, it's, it's the one park right now that doesn't really have anything all that new. <laughs> yeah. What would you guess were, like say, the top three that seem to go the fastest?
1: Jungle Cruise. Yes. Peter Pan.
2: Yep. And the other one is actually one of the individuals. Oh. Oh. Well, if you're going just regular, Thunder would probably be the next one, seems
1: to be. Yeah, I was it gonna say Splash fast. or Thunder, but well, again, I guess Splash is closed right now. Or yeah, been. right
2: now it's hard to say what the what the uh, what the ratio will be with it. But Jungle Cruise, surprisingly, what I found when I've been looking at this is it goes early, but when it gets down to like the only times that are available are like six o'clock. People just like stop choosing it. <laughs> they just like say, "Oh, I don't want to go in there that late." I guess they don't like the night experience. I guess I don't know.
1: I was able to get Jungle Cruise late in the day, so yeah. for the yeah, for it's, it's like. like 30 minutes out you know
2: it's just like the early times that people want for that attraction for whatever reason yeah i noticed that like everybody's second choice once they've gotten their first attraction
1: seems to be haunted mansion
2: like people love to get haunted mansion second i never i didn't
1: see much haunted mansion at all although my my wife is not a big fan of it and you know we had a younger kid that we thought might be scared of it so we didn't do haunted mansion this last time but I didn't even see a lot of availability for it, though. So, yeah, it must be fairly popular.
2: Yeah. So I'm, I've kind of been looking at this, and I'm kind of thinking, okay, a, strat- a strategy that I was thinking of using was if I use Genie Plus at, say, Magic Kingdom, I'm going to pick one of the ones that, you know, for earlier, that's harder to get, right? You're going to try to get yeah. that one as early as you possibly can. But not Pan. I'm thinking of the better plan with Pan is to actually rope drop it because it doesn't fill up as fast early as, say, mine train. It depends on how bad you want mine train. Do you want to pay for mine train? Because it'll be available for a while. The individual lightning lanes usually don't run out as fast with the exception of
1: Rise. Sure. I would say, too, if you want to do pan late in the day, do it during the fireworks because I I had a lightning lane for for fireworks time, and I showed up, and there was nobody in line. Yeah,
2: when we were there in January... Immediately after the fireworks, it still showed like fifteen minutes as the actual wait time on touring plans. But by the time we got over there, it was not fifteen minutes.
1: <laughs> yeah, the fo- the post fireworks crowd is uh, they yeah. they bum rush everything. Yeah,
2: but yeah, and individual lightning link space does not sell early. I mean, you can see that nine a.m. time slot available or nine to ten a.m. pretty early.
0: It's just an old like it doesn't have that long of a wait anyways. Usually and
3: the
2: ride's
0: kinda old to be an individual lightning lane.
2: Well, to be fair, it won't have it for very long. I mean, once Tron's up and running.
0: When do you say very long, when are you when are you estimating <laughs> Tron to open?
2: <laughs> well, okay, maybe I shouldn't have said very long. <laughs> it'll be the it'll it will not have it for a long time, let's put it that way. It will not have it for a long period. It will be changed at some point. Yeah. And the other parks are pretty obvious. What do you guys think? I actually think it's more important to to get Slinky first, if you're oh, going to get let's just if you're going to get both that and individual Rise, I think Slinky is that's the, the strategy.
0: Yes, yeah. Slinky and then buy Rise. Slinky and then buy yeah. Rise. That's that's the
2: that's the correct path.
0: Yeah, yeah. or rope you, drop
2: Slinky. I guess is your no, option.
0: you get Slinky, you buy Rise, you rope drop Mickey and Minis or Smuggler's Run, and then you go to base. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so that's but, that's the strategy.
1: Other than doing, say, you know, Plinky and Rise, after that, it's a lot harder to me at Hollywood Studios because there's no, you know, not that many attractions. I got frustrated trying to keep finding stuff. I got Toy Story Mania after that.
0: I was able to get Star Tours with a zero yeah. minute return time.
1: I, right, Star Tours has been like, you know, Smugglers Run, Runaway Railway, you know, it's just, it's harder to get those. I think you can probably get Tower and Rock and Roller Coaster a little bit easier, but I don't yeah. know. It's just I think it's much harder to get everything at Hollywood Studios because there there's less there and they're all good, solid attractions. So,
2: well, let's just assume you are gonna rope drop it and do what Jason was talking about. Yeah. You you book Slinky, you buy Rise, rope drop minis, Mickey and minis, what are the odd senses still somewhat close proximity wise that you run over to rockin and tower and do those before you get to any of your lightning lanes? I mean, if you haven't planned right.
0: That's what we did when I went with my son is he wanted to ride rockin. So we roped it. We did it in the 30 minute extra hour time and we got three rides on rockin and one ride on tower in the first 30 minutes of the park.
1: But what are the odds of doing that with a family of four or five? Um, or a group of, you know, say nine, you know, eight or nine people.
0: Oh, the, gro- the problem with a group of eight or nine people is you get they to Rope up, You walk in the gate and you're like trying we're, to keep people on track. And you're like, we're, we're going to make the rope. Just, and they're like, I got to go them. to the bathroom. Oh, look, Starbucks is open. Are we sure we <laughs> want to go to that ride? Why are we stuck in the back here? I thought we got here early. <laughs> yeah. Wait, who's the,
1: wait, where did so-and-so go, oh, they're in the store. They're buying stuff. You know you can buy that on the way out, right? No, nope? Okay. Or
2: what about if you try to take the strategy where you, say, for instance, maybe are, you're still up early to do Genie Plus and you lag a little bit to make sure that, say, Slinky's a little later in the day and you just start stacking as time goes on? I mean, that's what, what I, I got. About even
0: not trying to lag with just going straight to Slinky, <laughs> I ended up with 2.30 p.m. Slinky Dog.
2: Right, right. So, you know, you're trying to get an early Slinky, but you end up having to settle for one. So you changed how you planned your day pretty much. So
0: I mean, yeah, I, I, I got Slinky. I think it was more like one is what I got for Slinky. And then I just bought a 1230 Rise. So Which to me, you yeah. either want a very early Slinky Dog or you want a early afternoon Slinky Dog. You don't want 1030 a.m. because then you're going to miss rope at baseline. <laughs> yeah, you have <laughs> to Gotta make that rope.
2: So in reality, what we were talking about earlier, the only one that you really, at some point in the day, might have, and it may not be, it depends on when you ride it, it might have a little bit of a longer line would be doing smugglers then, right? At that, With that strategy.
0: Right, like if you're going full Star Wars and you don't care about Slinky, then yeah, go for smugglers, because yeah, it gets kind of, that's a long wait.
2: Eh, it can be, but I mean, there's a point in the day where it's not going to be as bad, and that's my point. I'm just saying, that's probably the longest you would wait if, it's you, a, do, it's a good stand-by if you buy Slinky. Too. Yeah. If you buy Slinky, buy Rise, and Rope Drop making Minis, you're not going to wait. That's the only one you're really going to wait that long in, right? I mean, the rest yeah, of it's them.
0: Not, it's not too bad. And if you can get the kids interested in the data pad thing, it's not as yeah. bad of a wait. But I always end up doing the data pad, and they're interested for, like, one. And then afterwards, it's... they don't care, and I'm still scanning stuff. <laughs> so. <laughs>
2: Yeah. And Realistically, depending on when your slinky is, if you get it sort of early, once you've tapped in there, you might even get a decent smuggler still. It's possible. Mm-hmm. Not likely, but
0: possible. All right. Not, so go ahead, John. One last point before we... No, I was just
2: going to say, are we going to say that it's really still potentially not worth it for Animal Kingdom and Epcot? It just yeah. kind of I do not
0: on. think it is worth it if your only destination in the day is Animal Kingdom or Epcot. If you are starting the day at Animal Kingdom or Epcot, it is worth it because you can stack your second park. Right. Right.
1: In time to park up.
2: Yeah. That's another thing people should probably know if they don't. It's good. If you buy it, it's good for all the parks if you can get to them.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I did that one day and stacked some Magic Kingdom. By the time I got there, I had something ready to go.
2: Uh, I, I have a few more points, but we got to wrap it up. So.
0: Yeah, we'll give more points after we've done our March trips. It'll be interesting to see the difference. And I would say what might be a little bit of lower crowd time. It's a little pre, well, my trip should be a little pre-spring break. So we will see. But otherwise, if you would like to check us out while we're not on the podcast and you want to read more about us, Where would you find us?
2: Well, we uh, have Facebook, uh, Twitter, and Instagram. That is all at TWTM Podcast. We have a Spreadshirt store in which you can buy your exclusive TWTM merchandise. That is shop.spreadshirt.com slash TWTM Podcast. And we also have a YouTube channel. We would love for you to go out there and subscribe to that. Because who knows, one day if challenges are possible again, we might actually do one live.
1: And you can visit our website if you'd like to find links to all those things and more. Travelingwiththemouse.com You can email us, podcast at travelingwithemouse.com. And if you would like to book your own trip and need some assistance or guidance, you can use our travel agent friend of the show. Her name is Jill Dilbeck, and her email address is Jill Dilbeck at gmail.com
0: So, for John and Adam, I am Jason... This has been Traveling with the Mouse, and we hope you will join us on our next trip.
3: And don't forget to watch the Super Bowl.